Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bell Ringers Investing.com's very own financial markets related podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Cohen. With me as long, with me as usual, here is my good friend, uh, Clemo Thibault. Hey, what's fellow, up, buddy? Fellow Investing.com analyst. How's it going, man? It's going great. Going great. Good, good, good. Uh, just to break it down for our first time listeners, basically, we talk about the three biggest uh, themes that moved markets in the past week. Um, then we turn our attention to what's in store for the week ahead. We do this in three three-minute segments, after which a bell will sound, and we'll move on to the next topic. That's right. So uh, should we get going? Without further ado, let's, uh, let's dive into things. All right, let's start with uh, markets last week. So we had a conversation about it this morning, how the Dow has four weeks, four straight weeks of declines, and that overall it went down about 3%. Over the past four weeks, basically we've we the, you know looking at the chart, you wouldn't really know that the Dow is on track or, or is suffering its longest losing streak uh, in two, since 2016. 2016. You know, we, we we've been talking about all time highs for so long that that the thought of the Dow being down four weeks in a row just doesn't register. Um, you know, with with that being said, there are definitely some some worrying signs uh, in, in the market. The S&P uh, and the NASDAQ both closed below the 50-day moving averages on Friday. Uh, we saw a very, and in my opinion, nothing short of panic selling there in the last hour of trade, uh, all on a report that talks between the U.S. and China have stalled. But then again, if this is what panic selling looks like, I'm okay with panic selling because it wasn't that bad. And if, if we look at if we look at uh, the the performance over the past few weeks, 2.4 percent of the declines, overall 3%, was Monday, last Monday alone. Yeah, and that was really the worst day of the year. And we're, so we're talking about, you know, it's been declining for four weeks, but it, it hasn't really. It's been stagnating for the past four weeks, right? If the Dow drops 0.2% on the week, can we really call that a decline? It's more stagnation for me. So yeah, for me, the market is more, you know, waiting to see what happens. Of course, when news come with the trade or with Trump tweets, the market doesn't like that, and we saw that last Monday. But really, when you look, when you look at the bigger picture, I don't think the market's doing that badly, considering you know what's happening around it. All, all in all, things things could be worse. Uh, we definitely saw a a shift in character uh, with, with the market ever since uh, that Trump tweet on uh, May five, where he said he was raising tariffs. And really, ever since uh, you know markets have been choppy, the waters have been a lot uh, stormier. Uh, the the dark clouds of uh, you know regarding trade are showing their, uh, you know, a, a lot more a lot more apparent in the market right now. Sure, in the last week, except for Friday, as you said, was calmer. Uh, we saw the VIX peak at 23, I think, and now we're done to, we're down to like teens. I think that, so that for, for the most part, the VIX has been contained throughout all this. Um, you know, volatility in general, while we've been sharp movements up or down, but the, the, the VIX route all this really isn't isn't causing or, or it really isn't showing any 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 alarm bells or anything uh, of of that nature. But you know, when 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 you look at at the U.S. China trade uh, deal itself, we were so optimistic earlier this month that a deal was imminent. You know, end of May. Trump and Xi will meet, I sign agree. a deal. I agree. All of a sudden, you know, Trump uh, is he, he banned uh, effectively banned Huawei from dealing uh, in the U.S. China are anting up uh, the the trade rhetoric on their on their end, and all of a sudden, the market is maybe starting to realize that this trade deal that but, we thought was imminent is actually way far off. But I don't think that we've seen the market react as strongly as I thought it would. 
And even though, you know, we priced in a trade deal, and if 3% over four weeks is the price of not having a trade deal, maybe the market didn't completely price in the trade deal. Or maybe didn't completely price it out. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our second topic. So we had uh, some uh, earnings last week. Exactly, exactly. Right? And we're choosing to focus, let's focus first on Pinterest. Pinterest reported uh, Thursday after the bell, uh, really ugly, st- uh, you know, ugly reaction in, in, in the stock itself. Uh, at its worst levels, it was down 20% or close to 20% uh, Thursday uh, after the close. Bounced back to, clo- to only close th- down around 13.5% on Friday. Uh, in my opinion, really, really harsh uh, response. I didn't see anything that, that worried me that much. Uh, with, so, with, so I'll with tell you what. Over there. So I'll tell you what. I looked at Pinterest. Right. And for me, one of the biggest selling points of Pinterest pre-IPO was the fact that they were near profitability. Yeah. They were almost profitable. And all so, of a sudden now. So if you're telling me, so if my thesis was that Pinterest was about to be profitable and that was my investment thesis, and all of a sudden you're telling me, wait, we hate, we had triple the losses that you thought we would have. And really like the market price then, I think like. What was it? 14, 14 million in losses, and it ended up to be forty-one millions in losses. We were looking for a, a, an, a, an average loss of eleven cents per share. They reported a loss of thirty-two cents per share. So that's a lot more than I thought. And if if my thesis was based on profitability, then yeah, this is like taking a, a step back, a yeah, big step. When, back. With, with that being said, though, you figure kind of, I guess, the increased spending uh, and higher costs have to do with maybe, you know, the whole IPOs. What I'm focusing on is the 54% uh, jump in revenue year over year. Uh, I'm focusing on, uh, you know, they kind of reaffirmed uh, the full year outlook in terms of revenue. So really nothing that much of a, of a major concern. You know, on this pullback, for, for me personally, I'd be a buyer uh, on Pinterest, especially considering the stock uh, dropping. Uh, so, so I think for me, much. Pinterest before the IPO was an intriguing stock because I really thought it had some promise to it. But like I said, a lot of it was based on the fact that n- unlike a lot of other IPOs, Pinterest seemed to have a clear path to profitability. And if now this comes in question again, then I can understand why the drop, why the stock dropped 20% and then 15%. Do I think this is kind of a death blow for Pinterest based on one report? No, of course not. You can never judge a stock based on its first public report. Especially since a, a lot of the analysts coming out saying uh, that, that Pinterest itself might have set expectations up too high. Uh, you know, So, so for, for them, if they're a young company, they'll learn the way Wall Street works is you kind of have to lower expectations so you could just well, cross yeah, over Pinterest, it. Pinterest yeah, CEO actually went on record saying that he will not do that and so, that they don't want to play the game. So, so they, I This mean, is why your stock is getting hammered, buddy, because you're not willing to play the and, Wall Street game. And shareholders are not pleased. Uh, that, that makes sense. So let's let's uh, shift over to uh, Nvidia real quick because I see we're running short on this segment. We spoke a lot about uh, uh, Pinterest. Nvidia, I mean, great great uh, r- r- results for the most part, topped expectations, but they backed away from a, a full year revenue guidance, which uh, you know caused uh, you know some some uh, some concern really because it highlighted the uncertainty that, that that we're seeing in the market right now. Yes, and and I agree. You know, when I think about Nvidia, I think about gaming. Right? I think about data centers. Yeah, and I yeah. think that both of these revenue segments were down from, from last year. Down significantly. And if we're looking at what NVIDIA did you know, a while back with the crypto craze, yeah. the one thing that is positive to me, and it's funny because we're going to talk about it next, is actually the comeback of crypto and how the comeback of crypto can affect NVIDIA and actually bring it to where it was before because we know that you know, people buying mining equipment, 
which is what Nvi what, part of what Nvidia did, actually really helped its sales. Well, really, for for, for Nvidia, the, their hopes on a uh, second half uh, turnaround, I guess, has to, really really has to do with uh, with whether Bitcoin uh, has yeah, uh, has yeah, more yeah, legs yeah, for sure. All right, and let's move on to Bitcoin. That really a perfect uh, segue into our uh, last topic uh, that moved the markets last week. Freaking Bitcoin, man! Freaking Bitcoin! This this. What a roller coaster ride! Friday was was incredible. You know, fr I, I I woke up, I jumped on Twitter, I saw a bunch of tweets saying Bitcoin down like fifteen percent overnight. So I went and checked the chart. I looked at the chart. It's like three a.m. Eastern time. All of a sudden, Bitcoin is down like fifteen hundred dollars. Like, what the hell is going on here? And it's back. It's back at eight thousand this morning. Which, which I mean, that's all you need to know about this asset. Yeah, it's always it's always been like that. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I told you a couple of weeks back that I really felt that the sentiment was positive and that maybe it was shifting around. So we're seeing this reflecting the price right now. But is this really different than the last times? The answer for me is a resounding no. This is the exact same cycle that we've seen. This is the exact same bubble that we've seen. So like if you want to jump in and you want to try make some money on the bubble, go ahead, like be my guest. But if you are going into Bitcoin, please be aware of the fact that this is still a bubbly asset and this is not reflecting any changes in the fundamentals. So really... trade carefully. You can make some money in this market, but you need to know that what you know, Bitcoin goes up and it'll go down. And just like you said, you know, fifteen hundred dollars in a few hours, and then it did it back in the next hours. So it's not like you don't have potential for trade here. But don't invest based on some, you know elaborate thesis trade because you want to trade that's and, what i tell people and and really with with cryptos specifically i mean that just uh, it served as a stark reminder you know to all the risks involved uh, when when trading uh, these type of uh, assets and you know at the end of the day a trader uh, has has the choice of whether to take on the risk or, or or live with it and at the very least you know this this risk profile surrounding bitcoin should should be a a, a cause for pause Especially with the with the run up from uh, four thousand to eight thousand, that especially if you're a Bitcoin bull, you probably want to see uh, prices take a break here, consolidate, maybe pull back. I don't I don't know. You know, I think Bitcoin bulls have seen Bitcoin at twenty thousand. What's eight thousand to them? So you're looking at it from a perspective which is rational, and I appreciate, but I don't think this market is rational enough to to understand and to internalize what you're saying right now. With, with that being said, the, the crypto market itself. Listen, man, we're, is, we're uh, seeing on Twitter celebrity endorsements again. We're starting to see all the bubbly things that we, you know, all of a sudden we're people that have nothing to do with Bitcoin. All of a sudden start tweeting about Bitcoin again and, and you know, and spread the word. And you can see statuses update with like thousands of likes on Bitcoin. You know that something's happening. And and like how we spoke uh, last week about the uh, sentiment shifting and the interest uh, picking up. That's exactly what we're seeing now in, uh, yeah, in it is, uh, Bitcoin. It is, it is. So uh, moving on to uh, to the week ahead, uh, we 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 spoke about uh, the big three topics from last week. Very eventful. Um, let's let's look at uh, what's in store uh, for this week. So, does does the market end higher or lower? After it's 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 a good question. I think that you know the trade talk has stalled on Friday. That's the big news that is leading us into the next week, right? That's that's like the, the Monday agenda is really what's happening with the trade talk. So far, so far, no tweet from Trump. No weekend tweet from Trump. So yeah, that's always good since the <laughs> tweets, you know, lately has been more in an aggressive combat mode Trump. Still, which the markets still early. don't it's really still early. appreciate. So, so the, still plenty of time for, for that, uh, uh, however, uh, you know. 
the, the way I saw the market kind of break down the last hour of trade on Friday, uh, all signs, at least to me, are pointing uh, to a continuation. I think we'll see more volatility in the week ahead. Uh, all all eyes and ears uh, really will be on, uh, on 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 the tweets, whether it comes from uh, Trump or whether we get some messages from state-sponsored media in China. So, you know, more volatility is what I expect. More choppiness. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about three thousand as you know, as if yeah, it was yeah, uh, yeah. as if it were a given, a done deal. Yeah. But it wasn't, and I know that. You like technical analysis. That's your thing. What are your thoughts on the triple top forming in uh, in major indices right now? Because we've seen, you know, that we, we're we're arriving at a threshold that's beginning to be very hard to cross. And technically, you know, the longer you you don't manage to cross it, the harder it becomes to cross. And I I, I, I tweeted a, a chart of the Dow really uh, last week that really when when you break it down on the on the monthly uh, on a monthly basis, you could really see clear triple top there. Not what you want to see uh, if, if you believe in, uh, in, in technical in, uh, analysis. And if you're a chartist, that's not the sign you want to see if you're a long-term bull. Um, you know, and, and should definitely, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, traders should use this, this, um, this bout of volatility to maybe take some profits off the table. We had a nice uh, start to the year uh, in the run-up. And, and it was bound to fizzle at some point. I mean, the S&P cannot go do... 16 20 percent a quarter that's not something realistic to expect you know like the s p won't go 80 percent a year that's not something that will happen so of course it had to be expected that at some point the markets will come down and, and you know and, and investors will see where this market is headed now we've had a very positive start of the year but then uncertainty started to creep in with the fed with the yeah. trade talks so there's a lot of things that to me signals some more stagnation in, in the near future. Well, to the, the, like for me, what the most uh, fascinating thing so far uh, in this markets in uh, 2019 has been how schizophrenic they've been. We started off like the best start to the year in like 50 years, and then we had like the worst uh, May in like 50 years. Yeah, that's, so, that's crazy. <laughs> that's when crazy. you take it all into consideration. But that, that's the markets for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's the market. You got to love them. I love them. So, so you mentioned uh, the Fed in our uh, previous uh, segment. Uh, the Fed should be out in, in the headlines this week. Uh, we have a bunch of speakers. And this is crazy. We have three speakers on Monday, including Powell. Including Powell. We have two speakers on Tuesday, Boston and Chicago Fed presidents. We have St. Louis and Atlanta presidents, plus the minutes on Wednesday. Huge. And we have a big Fed Dallas panel, a Dallas Fed panel on Thursday. I don't remember a week this pact with Fed. The, the, and, and, and really, there's so much at stake here, if, if you ask me, for, for Powell and, and his buddies on, uh, on the Fed board. Like, they have the opportunity this week to really drive home the message that rates are on hold and, you know, inflation is transitory. It's going to take a lot for us to move in either direction. Or the Fed could use this week and maybe kind of introduce uh, uh, to, to the market the theme that maybe maybe we're, we're we're ready for a rate cut. You know, maybe you know, let's backtrack on on, on what Powell said in in the press conference uh, uh, last month, and maybe uh, a rate cut is something that that will in fact happen uh, this year. So the question is, is this right? The minutes from the decision, you know, are going to get published, but they're already written. So can they go back? on something that isn't even published yet. Can you imagine if the Fed, you know, says something in a press conference and then the minutes 
showed that he said the exact opposite two weeks ago. He played chess, that chess would, versus checkers. That so. would be insane. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm having trouble to believe that the Fed will come up with anything new, especially in the week where the minutes come out for, you know, they're going to keep driving the point that inflation is transitory. And that's really what the, the, what the minutes will be used for. But the, the, all the appearances, we have a, 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 at least a dozen appearances from, from all these Fed members. Yeah. Like you said, uh, Powell, we have the uh, New York Fed, uh, uh, you know, uh, New York Fed uh, President John Williams and the Fed Vice Chair uh, Clarita all appearing this week. Usually what Powell does is he sends those two guys out to kind of, you know, either drive home a message or maybe introduce a new one. And really, what, what, what really stood out last week is, is the market started pricing in two rate, hike, or two rate cuts this year. So we go from zero to one to all of a sudden two. Which is crazy, if we're honest. We had some pretty bad uh, retail sales data last week. Um, for the for the week ahead, I'll, I'm going to be looking at some durable. We have a durable goods data come out on Friday, so we get an update on the state of the U.S. economy. We get an update from the Fed. All in all, should be an eventful week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. In, in I can't wait to read those minutes. I think that they're going to be fascinating, and we're going to see how hard you know do they shill this transitory inflation thing. And, 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 that, and that's interesting. Too. And we'll see really if it was a communication error on behalf of uh, of Powell or this was all a well thought out plan uh, yep. uh, on behalf of the U.S. Uh, Central Bank. All right, and our last topic for today, it's it's basically the end of earnings season. We'll Not, be back in a month and a half, so you won't even get time to miss us. It's it's so crazy how how earnings have basically become. It's not an earnings season. It's it's earnings year round. Pretty it is. Much. Well, when you think about it, earnings season is what a month and a half. And by the time so you get six months of earnings and six months of not earnings, yeah. and then you got some companies like Nike that are reporting on a different first, schedule. Yeah. So there's always kind of earnings trickling in, you know. Uh, so 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 like you said, ninety percent of uh, of S and P five hundred companies already reported so far. It's been a pretty upbeat earnings uh, season. We've had seventy six percent deliver stronger than expected uh, uh, profits. So overall, you know the 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 state of the uh, of U.S. corporations, really not that bad. And especially when you consider we were forecasting an earnings recession. And, I, and I agree. And I agree for this earnings season. But if we look at the guidance, it's been generally lower than what we thought it would be. So the question is, did we just push back the earnings recession one quarter? Did we manage to delay? Or will we get pleasantly surprised once again, um, but I'm with the pleasantly surprised cap. There's plenty of CEOs. We we, we talked we, about we this. We just talked about it. How Wall Street likes to you have lower the expectations, and then you and just then you walk make some money it, off, exactly. uh, earning surprises. Walk, just walk above it. Exactly. Now to tie it into this week, we got Home Depot on Tuesday. We got Target and Lowe's on Wednesday. We got Best Buy on Thursday. Foot Locker on Friday, and a bunch of other because I think yeah, there's like a J. dozen Penny, retailers. Nordstrom, Ross Stores, Kohl's, TJ Maxx. So really, so last get, last week we talked about. Walmart and Macy's. Walmart and Macy's. They which did pretty well, both of them. Encouraging numbers, but like you said, I think it was the guidance and the outlook for the rest of the year. They kind of warned of uh, uh, how increased uh, tariffs on China can translate back to increased uh, costs on the consumer. And I think that this is what a lot of people are looking for from this week, to, to, to see the conference calls. And Walmart has already come out saying that the tariffs will probably yeah. get them to increase prices. But now, you know, we'll, we'll get to see with the rest of them, really, if... if all the retailers line up and one by one go and say, listen, we're going to have to increase if, prices. If they're all highlighting the the, the one same uh, uh, concern for, for the industry, then obviously that's something to, to keep an eye on. 
In addition, I want to hear updates from from these companies on how they're uh, uh, you know going up against Amazon in the online space. We saw Macy's with some good uh, with some really promising numbers that I told show. You, man. I, I told you Macy's surprise to the upside. It's 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 all it's on the wall. It's, it was what, on the wall. What was really surprising with Macy's is how well the uh, the online uh, sales picture has has improved and picked up in the uh, in recent months. So Which the whole, is great because even I the whole I'm, mess. I'm, 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 I was a Macy's bull ahead of earnings, and even I didn't see that online sales coming through. Yeah, like I really didn't think that this would be. You I know, think the, the, the catalyst the, or the stock, but the it was. Whole, the, the, we, the, there was a lot of talk last year, the mall-based retailers are dead, and, you know, the U.S. Uh, retail sector, you know, due to Amazon and all these uh, online giants, you know, just killing everyone. Not Obviously, yet. we saw the, that is not the case, and if anything, some of these uh, uh, old-school mall-based retailers are actually shifting online and doing so in, a, in an impressive yeah, manner. What do we say to the god of death, Amazon? Oh, not today. Not today. Not today. That's a perfect little reference there yeah, for yeah, uh, out of the finale, the, se- the, the series finale for Game of Thrones, which should be, which should be epic tonight. I know a lot of uh, fans are uh, disappointed, but I've been a a, a a supporter since day one. Hey, listen, man, it's television history, regardless. It's a Hall of Fame show, and that wraps up our show for this week. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be here next week once more. To look at you know everything happening in the markets. Always happy to be here to guide your way through Just navigating those you know stormy waters. It is, it is. All right, so have a great week, everyone. Have a great week, everybody. And Stay we'll see safe. you next week.